all of our podcast episodes have the little explicit thing beside it. (laughs) Well, they are explicit. Erin is a self-proclaimed authenticity expert who stopped subscribing to the bullshit a long time ago. A two-time survivor of sexual violence, she knows that in order to find true happiness, you've got to do some work on yourself for yourself. Jen has battled anorexia for 11 years with many ups and downs. She is currently working to find true recovery and sharing her journey along the way. Finding authenticity is all about being true to ourselves without having to apologize for it. So stay tuned for all the mental health, adulting, self-development, and day-to-day musings for us And welcome to the Finding Authenticity podcast with Erin and Jen. Hello and welcome back to the Finding Authenticity podcast. It's your girls, Erin and Jen, back at it again. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about society's expectations and how they're trash. And ultimately, you can do whatever you want because that's the Finding Authenticity way. But before we do that... You know what we got to do first? Jennifer, how you doing? Give me that check-in. I am doing very good today. It is a nice day out. It's nice and folly. Yesterday was super rainy and gross, so that was a little bit of a damper on my mood. But, yeah, honestly, I uh, not nothing's happening again. Like, this check-in, just another week of nothingness, really. Don't even really remember what I did last week. Feels like a big-ass blur. I've just been, like, quote-unquote working, but, like, we haven't really gotten into, like, the, like, actual project we're doing yet. So, yeah, just kind of, like, existing. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Really nothing interesting going on here. Well, that's yeah. boring. Yeah, I know. Huh. How about you? Well, again, also nothing too, too exciting is going on here just working away other than the weird fact that my that one tiktok that i had blow up a little bit is like recirculating the for you page just out of absolutely nowhere so maybe i'll get tiktok famous but i also haven't created any new tiktoks in a while because i just haven't haven't been feeling that way you know Ooh, i have i did binge watch a new show with my mother called younger it's on amazon prime and it's really freaking good hillary duff is in it and there's six seasons and there's like oh my god there's this man in it he's like a tattoo artist i love him i love him so much and it's just a really good show so if you're looking for a new show to watch would highly recommend that one that just crossed my mind wow love that hashtag not sponsored hashtag (laughs) non-ad just a genuine authentic review exactly it takes me a while to, like, get into TV shows, too. So, like, when I find a good one, I'm always, like, yes. I feel like I rewatch the same thing over and over again all the time. Oh, I've literally watched Friends a bajillion times. Which I heard is apparently a thing that people with anxiety like to do because we know what's going to happen in the show already. So it provides us comfort, which I did honestly see that. makes so much sense. I did see that. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes I like the anticipation of, like, what's going to happen in a show because it's not my life you know it's like I can I can like separate myself and be like oh shit's going down but it doesn't involve me so we're good to go it honestly like it takes me a lot to want to like get into a new show 
so I feel like I really resonate with that whole like wanting to rewatch things over and over again I just like if I have nothing else to watch I'm I'm not really about to go try something new I'm like you know what I'm gonna do watch The Office again or Friends those are my go-to's that's fair I, it, or Disney honestly, movies. I, I just have more like commitment issues with TV shows I think like I'll like start watching a first episode of something and then I'm like not hey. just TV shows <laughs> okay with everything in my life whatever fuck you <laughs> call me out why don't you but like if I yeah it takes me a while to like get into shows like even the first time I tried to watch Gossip Girl I was like nah and then I tried again and I was like okay and then I like really liked it but I feel like that's because like TV shows the first episode is always kind of difficult because it's not really you can't I don't know it gives you an intro to the show obviously but it's not like the most exciting shit yet yeah all right well um we're boring so thanks for listening to us and our non-exciting check-ins because our lives are currently not dramatic but let's dive into our episode now let's do it that's the transition sound in my head okay oh oh my god i need to say this in this check-in oh what the fuck i'm also so stupid Happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners, because this is coming out on Thanksgiving Monday. It is. This is very true. I hope you enjoyed your different Thanksgiving this year, because obviously, due to the current circumstances, Thanksgiving does not look like it usually does. Unless you're like me and have a really small family, and it's really not any different. (laughs) Very true. Very, very true. That's, you know, I've got to recognize that. Anyway, okay. (laughs) talk about societal expectations and why they're absolute bullshit kind of just like make your life harder because they apply this unnecessary pressure to you that you then internalize and feel like you have to live up to these things when really you don't because it's all just a bunch of bullshit i asked on my instagram story what some societal expectations were that people felt pressured by so i really appreciate everybody who answered that and i wrote some down myself and honestly, this episode was kind of inspired by my women's studies degree because when I think of societal expectations, one of the biggest things that I think of is gender norms, which are, as we know, absolute bullshit. And though in the time of 2020, we have gotten better, there are definitely still a lot of pressures that those of us who align with a like cisgender binary that men have to be one way and that women are another way and then you know to break away from that is wrong and essentially that's like what I think of when I first think of societal expectations so I think it's probably easiest if we tackle some of those first and then dive in uh, to the others so let's talk about some gender norm expectations I'll just touch briefly on it, like, right now, you know? Because mm-hmm. definitely that's still a major, like, expectation that society puts on us. Like, right out the womb is, like, if you have penis, you must be like this. And then if you have vagina, you must be like this. And though we are well aware that, um, A, people who are cisgender don't have to act a certain way. But then there's also transgender people. You know, there's just, like, a whole world gender that, like, society just, like, doesn't really fully acknowledge in terms of acceptable expectations. But I, right now, am just going to briefly touch on, you know, some of the very basic high-level stuff and not dive into the nitty-gritty because, A, I haven't prepared for that, and B, I don't know if I'm fully qualified to talk about that. So (laughs) I'm not going to do that right now. 
But one of the big ones for me that I think is a bullshit expectation slash pressure from society on men is that men are not meant to be like emotional creatures, which is just like absolute fucking garbage and creates so many problems in society because men are like just as human as women. And yet they're not allowed to like express negative feelings. Like why can't a boy be sad? I don't I don't get it. You know? It's healthy to have a good cry. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think, too, along the same lines, like, the fact that men are, there's more stigma behind, like, there's a lot of stigma behind mental health in general, but even more so in terms of men seeking help. Um, Like, they tend not to do it because, again, of, like, trying to put up that front of not being emotional or always being, like, the quote-unquote tough guy. So those kind of fall in line together in my head as wrong societal expectations it's like men come out literally i think like i mean obviously babies cry but then you know as little boys grow up they're told that they're not supposed to cry and i think a good healthy cry is key (laughs) to a healthy person i love crying it really it just lets it out you know you got to express those feelings and i think instead as a society we teach men to like bottle that up and shove it down so that they can appear to be like strong because they're meant to be like these tough stoic provider guys that don't get phased by their feelings so they can continue to go out into the workforce and bring back the bacon and i think like we shouldn't feel pressured to like hold that stuff in especially like under certain circumstances Obviously, like, it might not be super ideal to be, like, grocery shopping and burst out into tears. But I know, personally, like, whenever I attend, like, funerals or something, I still feel the pressure to, like, not cry. Even though I'm at a funeral, somebody has died, and it's very sad. I I still feel awkward, but I'm also not even a man. So, like, I, I can't imagine what that experience is like yeah. for someone who has that, like, extra societal pressure of, like, if you show you those kind of emotions you're going to be seen as weak when really like that's part of the emotional processing that is necessary for us human beings Mm -hmm. all right what's what's the societal pressure that you feel as a woman oh god um just one or (laughs) yeah because we're going to do a whole other episode probably focusing focusing mainly on this yeah this is true um i feel like there's so many i can't even think of one you know what i mean yes my personal favorite is for us to both be uh sexual objects but also like modest and pure at the same time (laughs) we have to be sexy but not too sexy we have to be sexually available for the men but also like you know as a society expectation Mm -hmm. anyone can like whoever they want but it's like you have to sexy and available um for men but you also have to turn them down because as a woman you can't have a lot of sex because that's gross Mm -hmm. so i've always found that one to be um rather entertaining because ultimately what it boils down to is that we're allowed to be sexualized and objectified but we cannot own our own sexuality which is absolute fucking bullshit (laughs) yeah i actually saw this meme today that was like there's no word for slut for a guy because we don't judge men by how many sexual partners they have or something along the lines of that and I was like that's so true as women you're judged for sleeping with a bajillion people okay that's a bit of, it's obviously an over exaggeration but like if you're a guy and you do the same thing you're like praised for it and seen as some like amazingly masculine sex god 
And that's just so fucking dumb. Like, why? I'm just going to sleep with whoever I want so you can go fuck yourself if you want to judge me for that because I'm not going to fuck you. As you said that sentence, all I could think about was how every single podcast episode we have has that explicit thing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, this is exactly why. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, also, like, let's just take a note that, like, how would any straight man be able to get all of that sexual prowess if us women didn't also have sex with him? Yeah. Like, you can't get there unless we're also doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a two-person thing. You can let, you're can you not getting praised for how many times you jack off in a day. That's just sad. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Congratulations, you masturbated ten times today. Oh my god! Another one that gets put on women that I have like written down is the expectation that we want to be moms and that we're gonna have children. Like that's no man, dude. I have way more of a purpose than just you know the like bread baking oven inside of me mm-hmm. that like spits out little buns every so often. <laughs> I'm not just here to make babies, you know? I have other things that I would like to provide to society and also uh, just to my own personhood. Yeah. Our sole purpose is not to procreate. Facts. But there's so much pressure. And then, you know, there's there's so much stigma against women who either can't have children or decide they don't want to have children, even though that's a perfectly viable option. There's already so many people in this world. This is very true. There are many, many people. Babies but... are expensive, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to have a baby, then you're probably going to save a fuck ton of money. So good on you. Like, unfortunately, I do. So I'm going to yeah, fucking blow in my things. But... Like, fuck. but yeah, that's... that doesn't make you any less of a woman. No, absolutely not. And we shouldn't, like, just expect that women are going to do that. It should be, like, more of a question, mm-hmm. you know? Or that, like, women are going to throw away, like, the rest of their lives because they suddenly have children, even though, you know, the, the father half of that has, like, none of that expectation on them. Mm-hmm. There's never, like, but how are you going to juggle like, the workplace? That's just, like, not even a question that dads get. If anything, it makes them look better. Yeah. No, for sure. Women in the workplace who have children or are of childbearing age, it's, like, held against them because employers are like, oh, my God, they're going to take time off. But, like, that's not a thing for men, even though paternity leave is definitely growing. Mm-hmm. I think that's similar, too, to, like, the expectation that everyone wants to get married, whereas, like, I know that's not the case. Like, I have friends who don't want to get married. I do want to get married, but just because someone doesn't, that's okay. That's their choice. It doesn't mean you're any less of a human being or anything like that shouldn't be like the only viable option you know yeah absolutely I think yeah nobody has to get married and I think that's still definitely a huge thing that our society expects of us and I think even more so like to take that a step further I think our society expects women to like long after marriage they expect everybody to want to get married and for that to be a goal but I think they kind of along the lines with the motherhood thing I think they society still looks at women and like expects that they're going to want to find a husband and that's like a major priority like above anything else and then to procreate when there's some people a who like you know don't like men <laughs> i don't like them but i still date them you know what i mean yeah <laughs> mood but there's some people there's women who a you know aren't attracted to men or are and don't want to get married or don't want children but do want to get married like there's so many options out there and your life is really your own to create but 
you're surrounded by these, hey, when are you going to get married? Hey, are you looking for a husband? Hey, like, you and your partner have been together for a long time. And if that's something you and your partner want, that's absolutely fantastic. But not everybody wants that. And, you know, some people don't even want a long-term partner. Some people are happy to, like, just go at life on their own and then have relationships that aren't designed to be you know, life partners, but, you know, run their course. And that's also perfectly fine. It's actually like a, a lot of different options out there for how to live your life. There isn't just like one cookie cutter formula, which is what society kind of tries to tell you or has. Obviously, like it's getting a lot better as the years go on compared to, let's say, like when we were kids. But um, there's still like those general mm-hmm. expectations or assumptions that people have of how people should or shouldn't live their lives which is like who cares it's not your life live your own life how you want to live it and then let everyone else live their life how they want to live it unless they're hurting someone (laughs) i think especially around our age range i think that's really starting to like come out for me a lot and some of my friends are like really feeling it from their families and i'm just like dude like some people don't want to get married my, my boyfriend's parents aren't married, and they have three children and have been together for 30 years, and they're not married. Oh, so wow. there's no real reason why you have to. And if you want to, like, I still want to get married. I low-key, I really just want a wedding. Because <laughs> you can still have, like, the marriage aspect of a relationship that, like, you think of that, that like, lifetime partnership without, you know, doing it in front of God or whatever. Yeah, and, like, common law marriage, right? So, like, if you've been living together for however long, you're basically married anyway. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, yeah, those are just a few gender ones that we have spoken about, and I think we're going to not dive too far into any other gender ones so that we can pull episode to that sometime in the future because, man, is that ever a loaded topic, and I could talk about that for days because (laughs) that's my whole education. Oh, heck, yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. This is this is a good one. Are you ready for this one, Jen? Am I? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's the society expectation that you have to have everything, your, like, your whole life plan figured out by the time you're 20. What the fuck is that? What 20-year-old ever in the history of all time has ever had their whole life figured out by then? Nobody. Literally nobody. But I absolutely felt that pressure. Like when deciding what I wanted to do going like leaving high school it was just like this end-all be-all decision when ultimately fairly easy to change your mind like obviously certain professions require different specialized skills and stuff but you can go back to school at any time in your life if you want to or a lot of careers and like jobs that maybe you want to do you can teach yourself the skills outside of school and like make that shift without even you know like at 30 35 40 50. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want, man. Growing up, I remember feeling like I had to figure out my entire life and then came to this realization that no one has it fucking figured out and that, like, you're going to be changing so much over time that, like, it's natural to, A, change jobs, change where you live, change your lifestyle, that your goals change as you age, as you introduce new people to your life. And let's be honest, we can't forget about the part of Life's going to fuck you up a little bit along the way. And um, that also can change your plans. 
Oh, for sure. There's so many people who like change their careers later on in their life or like want to have multiple careers throughout their life. Don't even want to go down that path. Maybe they want to be a stay at home mom or maybe they want to start their own business or this or that. Like there's so many options and you learn so much as you go through your 20s. Like I am a completely different person right now than I was when I started university. Like that is a completely totally different human. I was 17 when I was applying to go to university. Like that's a literal fetus. And I'm still like, I'm still only 23. I'm still so young in the grand scheme of life. Like who knows what's really going to happen. And honestly, I think like taking life as it comes is way more feasible and honestly less stressful than if you try to plan everything out to a T because life's going to throw curveballs at you no matter what. So if you try to figure out how to manage through those as opposed to having some strict plan that's going to get thrown off course and you're going to freak out then it's probably better if you have that flexibility and resilience to keep going despite what may change slash is going to change in your future that you can't see coming. Yeah, I think growing up, at least in the world that we grew up in, you're presented this like pathway and you're expected to follow it. And it's like you graduate high school at 18. You go to university or college for two to four years, graduate by the time you're 21, boom, start your career, find a life partner, get married, have babies, buy a house, and then just do that career for the rest of your life until you retire at 55. And that's just like some people do it that way, and that's totally fine, but there is no real path that you have to follow. Like You don't have to have it all figured out by the time you graduate at like 21, 22, if that's what you do. Like, you can go to school later, you can work for a few years, you can change careers, like, you can get married at 40, you can never get married, you can have children early, and then figure out your career later. I've been seeing all these, like, TikTok moms who are, like, 35 now, and because they had their children at, like, 20, 21, 22, they have teenagers, and their life is so much easier in their mid to late 30s than it is for people who like myself, want to be starting families in their 30s. Like, they're watching their friends deal with toddlers. <laughs> Meanwhile, their kids, like, go to work at Pizza Hut. <laughs> so, yeah, so true. there is so much pressure to follow this, like, laid-out pathway, when really, like, that just doesn't work for everybody, and you're allowed to change your mind. And I think what's most important to do is figure out what you like and what's going to make you happy for right now and the, for the foreseeable future. Because... You can and you will change. I think our parents' generation was much more like you pick your one thing and then you end up doing it for life. Like our generation and older millennials have a lot more career change than I think our parents' generation did. Like I know both of my parents, like my mom became a teacher and then was a teacher fucking forever. Moving within, you know, that like taught different grades, became a learning resource teacher for a little while, but was a teacher the whole time. And then my dad... He went into, like, construction project management kind of stuff and worked at one company. And then, like, since I was, like, five years old, has been literally at the same company until today. But even in that kind of path, like, even if you do that, what you're doing changes changes so much because your role changes. Like, as you grow in the company, like, you're doing different things. And as time goes on, the world is going to change. Like, the way things were done when my dad first started his career are probably nothing like how they're done now. Computers were, like, barely a thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. 
I think especially right now too, like with the pandemic, obviously things are going to change and a lot of people are trying to figure out how to adapt and pivot. And maybe the career that you were doing isn't viable now. Like maybe you have to try something new, but for someone who's been doing the same job for 30 years, that can be terrifying, especially when society has told you like pick one and you're done. So I think trying to come to terms with the fact that you don't have to just be that one thing and you have those multiple skills behind you and it's obviously like it's going to be scary and it's going to be different but I mean it could maybe it could be something beautiful and it could be a whole new career that you never would have tried otherwise but you found now and you're like wow I actually really love this and I wish I've been doing it forever so I don't know you just kind of have to like take a positive perspective to things I feel like especially when things are challenging Absolutely. I think the goal of us having an episode like this and talking about these expectations that like society has of us and that create these pressures on ourselves and then, you know, within ourselves, because I know I've definitely internalized some of these pressures and have felt these at some point or another in my life. But I think we talk about them now to take away some of their power, because ultimately there is no real reason to follow along on these projected expectations and paths like you have every right to go and live your life however the hell you want to live it and if listening to this episode is going to help you take your power back away from these expectations and pressures from society then that's why we're talking about it because fuck those things live your best life Mm -hmm. for sure okay kind of related to that one is i know for me and i think also likely for you there was an expectation of us as teenagers that we have to go to college or university that those were the only two options and I think that's bullshit and I understand where that comes from in terms of the way the world has progressed over time because university and college education has become more widely available to people and it was not before but we have now seen the issue that there's a whole lacking of other kinds of knowledge and careers like province of Ontario has a severe shortage of tradespeople because we're just not pushing anybody into that anymore. It's like we've completely devalued that work and gone, nah, don't do that. Go get a Bachelor of Arts instead. But you know what's actually going to be way more helpful to you probably? And if you want to do it, becoming a plumber. No, 100%. And I think even like college used to be kind of like looked down on as well. And it was just like university was the only option. And that's gotten a lot better through like the past few years, I'd say. But I remember even like my first year in university, some of my friends would be like, oh, we can't match with the like the college guys on Tinder because like they go to college. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. They go to college. So what? They're still learning and they're still doing things just because they learn in a different way than you do or they want to do something different. Like who cares? I also, I worked for, like, the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skills Development, which, like, regulates trades in Ontario, and I worked there for a couple summers and, like, really learned a lot about the trades and apprenticeships and all that kind of stuff, and those people are so necessary. They also get paid really well. Like, what what is wrong with that? Your hairstylist is a fucking apprentice, so don't look down on that. Like, that's totally fine, and if that's what you want to do, more power to you. It's probably easier to find a fucking job than if you get, like, a bachelor's of philosophy. Like, what are you going to do with that? I'm sorry, but... One thing this pandemic has taught us is that, Jen, people like you and me are absolutely not essential to society at all. And yet society, like, pushes us to go this direction 
but like we can absolutely survive without people who do marketing and events mm-hmm. and shit like that. But you know who we need? Plumbers. Literally. We need people to do our electricity and make water happen and feed us. But, we... but, but somehow, yet the most essential things to our daily functioning lives will be pushed people away from because we look down on it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that class is bullshit? But for real, like those are yeah. people that we absolutely need. And yet we're, we're actively pushing people away from those jobs because as a society, we're looking down on them. And it's because at one point you couldn't do anything and couldn't necessarily go to university. And it was like only for certain people. And of course, it's so good that anybody can go now. But like because you can do anything, it's I think we've now like gone in the complete opposite direction is that too many people are being you know, pushed into a system that, A, they might not necessarily want to go into, but B, now we just have too many people going and doing one thing, and I'm glad more people can access those kinds of education if that's what they want to do, but I think we need to start pushing people back in the direction of, like, trades being completely an acceptable career Mm -hmm. and something that we should celebrate, and when I eventually have children, I think that's something I'm going to, you know, make readily available because I think our generation growing up you know, wasn't encouraged to do that kind of stuff. And I want to encourage my children and anyone who's in school right now, or honestly, anyone in general, but especially those who are growing up now, because that's where these like ideas really form. All work and anything that you have the desire to do is good. Like you don't have to just go and get like a theoretical degree to be valuable to society. If you're good with your hands and you work better that way, then like, you know, Theory is one kind of thinking and one kind of intelligence. Being able to put things together and problem solve. I, I'm not going to be very good at describing trades work because like I don't, I don't fucking know how to do it. But you know, like that kind of thinking, if that's your skill, fucking good. And you enjoy it, go make that coin because you're probably going to make more money than I ever will. Yeah, and I think too with like the pressure to go to university or to college is why a lot of people end up being unsuccessful because that's not what they necessarily wanted to do or that's not where they would have flourished but they're still pushed to go there by like their parents society whatever and then they end up failing or not doing well and then they feel shitty about themselves but really it's just like maybe that isn't where you were meant to be and having more and more people in those fields like people have to get even more education in order to do things like you had to do post-grad I like have done a bunch of other courses and stuff like that so it's like the more people that are going to university, going to college, the more you have to do even after that in order to stand out in any sort of field. So it's really just like a big conglomerate of messiness. Okay. This is one that I got in the answer to my Instagram story that I didn't even think about. But there's now this like overarching expectation on us because of technology that we're always available. And Mm. there's like this pressure to reply quickly and always be ready to jump on the phone. And, you know, personal life and uh, work life, especially now because we're working from home, I've heard that some companies, it's like the work-life distinction has completely gone away. And they were like, well, you're at home not doing anything, so you should just be able to work when that's not mentally good at all. Mm -hmm. And then on, like, the personal side of things, it's like you're expected to always be available to, like, talk to your friends or, you know, respond quickly or you know, be there at the drop of a dime because, you know, we have these things in our hands like pretty much all the time. But 
just because you're physically available doesn't mean that you're mentally available and we still definitely need to take breaks from that yeah I think I definitely put that pressure on myself a lot in terms of like whenever I get an email feeling the need to like respond right away or like a text respond right away I do that to myself even when I was like working as a a trainer if I would get an email from like a boss or a client or whatever I just feel the need to like respond right away and sometimes I'd have to remind myself and be like you know what it's okay like you can wait an hour you can wait till tomorrow morning if you're at home like you don't have to respond right away but I definitely put that pressure on myself and obviously like sometimes other people might have that unfair expectation of you and I think too with the lockdown and a lot of people working from home even now it's hard for that person themselves to distinguish the work-life balance because I know my mom she was a teacher so like the end of last year everything moved remote so she was at home and her days were crazy long like normally she stays late at work anyways but because she didn't have that like physical distinction of like home and school it was difficult for her to stop working at the end of the night and I literally have to be like mom come downstairs like stop turn off your laptop you need to stop working and take a break and obviously because like kids were doing stuff on their own time kids wake up a lot later in the day especially like high school students so she'd get emails at night and there was one point where I'd be like mom like you literally just have to like not answer anymore because you're putting too much stress on yourself so it is really hard to make that distinction in regular life but then again like with the pandemic and the whole work from home situation too like that's a whole other spectrum and I think like it's really important to learn how to set those boundaries within yourself and and not only set those boundaries but acknowledge when you're putting too much pressure on yourself that isn't necessarily helpful to anyone in the situation like if I'm stressed out all the time because I feel like I need to respond to my emails in five seconds who is that helping not me and not the person who's going to get a half-assed response because I feel like I can't take the time to actually put together a decent one yeah before this person like responded this to my Instagram story like I didn't even think about it us but I was like holy fuck like that's such a true expectation of us now is that we're just like always on and always available and that is so unhealthy we need to make time for ourselves we need to be able to either like step away from our phone completely and not feel guilty for that or you know at least like use it for our own consumption like this expectation like one thing that i know can stress us out as young women in the dating world and it comes up a lot it's like oh my god he's active on instagram but like hasn't replied to me but you know how many times i'm on my phone and like i just i'm not ready to talk to people i'm just taking like a mental break and like that's okay just because somebody's scrolling through the gram doesn't mean like they also need to be mentally available to talk to you yeah i think we definitely like put those expectations on other people too and like assume that if like someone takes longer than an hour to respond that they hate you or something stupid when really they're probably busy or doing something or just don't feel like responding right now and that doesn't mean that they hate you it just means they're like okay I need to figure out what I'm doing before I respond or whatever and that's so true that's something I need to work on in terms of like separating myself from my phone because I'm on it or with it all the time and like if I get any sort of message I'm like I need to respond right away I need to not think that way you know we need to re-normalize not always answering yeah I think that's been a major downside of the uptick in technology is this expectation or like like pressure even if other people don't always expect it of you i remember back at my old job my boss would get very very productive in the evening so she'd start sending off like a bunch of emails at 10 p.m before she went to bed just because like that's when her brain would start going and she never expected anybody to reply 
But then because I was getting emails, I was like, do you want me to respond to these? Like, do you want me to do work? Even though I just worked an eight-hour day. And that's all I was getting paid for. And that's all that was expected of me. And she's like, no, 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 this is just when I work. But I still, like, felt this pressure to, like, acknowledge all those emails. Even though she then immediately told me that I didn't need to. But it's just one of those things that I think we need to reintegrate into our lives now that technology is ever so present and attached to us. It's okay and healthy to take a break mm-hmm. and not be available all the time. I think that kind of like nicely flows into my last expectation or, you know, like societal expectation slash pressure thing. I think we've like gotten to this point where we value and define ourselves based on our productivity and what our quote unquote job is, you know, especially and I've seen that in myself and the people close to me during the pandemic is that we don't feel like we're worthy people if we're not being productive all the time. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that kind of goes along with having to be available all the time, like on your phone is that if you're not being productive, you're not a valuable member of society. Yeah, I think too, with what you're saying about defining yourself by your job, like when I didn't have a job and people would ask me, what do you do? I'd be like, well, I don't do anything. But like, that's not true. It's not I don't do anything. Like I was taking sick leave, also pandemic, like I'm not going back to work at a gym. That it's just so interesting. I remember, I think I had this conversation with Rebecca and it was like, like about how when someone asks us about who we are, what we do, like we automatically go to our job, right? And we automatically say, oh, I'm Erin, I'm in events, or oh, I'm Jen, I was a personal trainer, blah, blah, blah. But we don't say, oh, I'm Erin, I'm a great sister, I'm a great friend, or I'm Jen, I like to draw in my spare time, or I love going on walks. Like you don't talk about those kinds of things or the actual characteristics that make you who you are. You just kind of automatically go to, oh, this is what I do for a living, which isn't necessarily, I mean, it can say a lot about you, but it doesn't always say a lot about you, right? So I think that's interesting as well. Yeah, like for a lot of people, their job just funds their life. And and that's like a perfectly acceptable way of going about things. Your passions don't have to be the thing that make you money. You can love doing art for fun. You can like having pets for fun. You can enjoy being outdoorsy. And if you're a parent and that's like really one of the things that drives you, having your job being a mailman or like a receptionist or whatever the hell your job is, that's not like your defining thing. Like that's just one thing about you. I read this thing recently that said, don't attach yourself to a job title, attach yourself to a purpose. And I think that makes a lot of sense because your purpose like is going to more fully embody who you are as a person than your job title might. Because maybe you one day will have a job that fits your purpose, but maybe right now you don't. And because we live in a capitalist society, you kind of need a job to live. <laughs> so and that, as a result, means that the thing that you do to put money in your pocket is not always going to be the thing that, you know, fills your soul. You hope that they will align and one day they do if they don't now. But, you know, it's not that way for everybody and not everybody wants it to be that way. I also recently seen some TikToks come up on my For You page from people who live like in other places and that this whole asking people what they do kind of right off. It's like one of the first things you ask somebody when you meet them. It's like, oh, what do you do is a very westernized concept because in other cultures, they don't attach their identity to their job as much as we have done that here in you know the westernized world. It's very much so like a we believe capitalism and productivity and work are 
higher than everything else so that we like judge people based on their jobs and so as a result we internalize those pressures of like what we should be doing and whatnot but we should really just move away from that because you have a job to live and feed yourself and then fund the other things that you like doing and if you like your job that's awesome i mean i hope you like your job no matter what it is but if you're not gung-ho passionate about it that's okay no i think that's that's really interesting that it's uh, more of a westernized thing i didn't know that yeah i don't have like academic resources to back that up but i can understand where that comes from because there's a lot of shit that we do here in the americas that the rest of the world kind of goes huh about you know Mm -hmm. no for sure but yeah and, and same with like the whole productivity thing i think especially during quarantine it's been kind of challenging because people feel like they're not doing anything if they're not being productive and if you didn't have your job for a while or you didn't know what to do with your time it was definitely hard for a lot of people but I think also it was a hard time mentally so like if you weren't able to quote-unquote be productive that's okay we all had to deal with this crazy thing that's happening in the world and that's not easy mentally so you're not gonna be starting a new project right away and if you ended up doing that in quarantine cool good for you but not everyone's gonna have that same mental capacity to do that or and not everyone automatically goes to those type of things like I know you and I are and like we wanted to be productive we needed that we needed to like keep our days organized and whatnot but some people aren't like that and some people can't do that and some people needed that time to kind of you know just be and figure it out and that's okay too it's just really acknowledging like everyone's different and productivity also looks different in different people, right? So I just want to build off of that and bring that into the present tense because I think that was honestly another thing that like came into my responses to the question I put in my Instagram story was to be at a regular functioning level during a pandemic yes we aren't in like major lockdown anymore but we're still living in extremely uncertain times especially now in Ontario I think we've re-entered that period of things are changing on a fairly day by day every few day basis because of you know the uptick in numbers and it's going to continue to be like that until we have a vaccine and life returns to normal and we can't have the same expectations of ourselves and others because whether we really like think about it or realize it or not, the state of the world and our living situation being impacted the way that it is, is going to have an impact on us. It's going to have an impact maybe more visibly on certain people, say like families whose children can't or aren't going to school right now because of that. Like that's going to be a very obvious change in people's lives but your mental state is going to be constantly challenged because it has this new thing it has to think about that it didn't have to think about or consider before and we're all experiencing that and i think one of the issues about how long this is going on is that we expect other people and ourselves to function at the same level we were before all this was going on and that's just unfair because we can't like the world is not what it was And I mean, obviously the world is never really going to be exactly the same ever again. Like some changes will come from this, but we won't be in a global 
pandemic crisis forever. So when we return to our level of homeostasis as a society and a world, we'll be different people than we are during the crisis because you're in a crisis mindset. Like you're ready for things to be different and challenging and change all the time. When you remove this thing, we have one less major thing weighing on us and we can function differently than we are right now. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about these lovely societal expectations. There are so many more, so I'm sure we will do another episode on this topic. So if you take anything away from this episode today of us talking about these expectations, I know I've kind of said this before, but I just want to summarize at the end of the episode of just because these expectations from a society exist, we want to challenge you like we're kind of challenging ourselves by talking about this to you know live your most authentic life and that means doing what best serves you in your life situation and in your personhood rather than trying to live up to these societal expectations honestly just living in your authentic self and being who you are is what we try to preach on this podcast every week and if those expectations from society don't align with what you want to do then do you boo so on that note if you liked today's episode don't forget to rate review subscribe all of those fun things. Also a reminder, we are accepting guest applications currently. So if you know someone or are someone who would love to be on our podcast, you can find the link to our guest application in our Instagram bio. And other than that, I think that's it. So we will see you guys next week. Well, we won't see you, but you know what I mean. Bye.